And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 198, uh, aka season three, episode 18, uh, coming at you this Saturday. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we give out call in numbers for you to call, 303 335 9527 or 303 835 1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So it's been a few weeks. MC, uh, how is your government shutdown going? Um, it's, it's, it's going just like every other day. Um, except I get to hear about all the drama. Um, so a whole bunch of people and well, I I get news from, from Colorado because, uh, my sister's there. And so I signed up for the local news there. There's like 2,000 people that are signed up for uh, unemployment benefits because they're not getting paid. And another one of my friends was complaining uh, about how uh, all the uh, you know the federal employees are are crying because they're not getting paid. Uh, you know, for, oh, two weeks go by and they don't they don't have their paycheck, and you know it's, it's a it's a terrible situation now um, because they live paycheck to paycheck obviously i mean that's that's pretty much the american way um well low i blame low interest rates for that too but federal reserve system that we have yep. uh, keeping interest rates low artificially um yeah so not very many people save and so when uh, somebody doesn't get a paycheck it's like what do we do no uh get a real job and a haircut seriously <laughs> This is this is the opportunity, right? This is this is the the all right. Now go out and do something productive for the world instead of siphoning off money from you know other productive people, and get paid, right? Because, I mean, I get it. I've you know I've I I've worked at a private company job, oddly enough, run by some dude who's like retired from the air force, which is a whole nother issue. Um, but for the most you know. Having retired from that, he, he, you know, ventured off into running his own business. And there were a few times where my coworker um, had his paycheck bounce, which was unfortunate. And then, you know, the business owner squares it away and figures it out. And when they, when they went out of business, um, you know, we didn't get any notice. So we, you know, I had some paychecks that I hadn't cashed yet either. And, you know, what about all the last days that we were there? And so, so I, I can kind of understand I'm, I am sympathetic towards the idea of having to go two weeks of work without pay, right? Like you go to work, you expect to get paid. Um, and then the paycheck doesn't come and go, well, I wasted, I wasted that two weeks. Uh, I'm less sympathetic, absolutely zero sympathetic, uh, towards state employees, you know, crying about not getting paid. Um, you know, based on how that salary is generated in the first place, number one, and the fact, um, that it's, you know, most likely, well, I don't want to say most likely, but it's, it's a, it's a temporary thing, right? Cause they're all going to get back pay, uh, if, and when, <laughs> if, and when the shutdown comes to an end. So they go, they go to work, they don't collect the paycheck. It's just like someone who's like used to getting paid weekly, all of a sudden just getting one monthly check. We're like, how will I make it to the end of the month? I need my weeklies, you know? And then, you know, there's payday loan places out there that can help out as well. So it's not like. It's not like they have zero access to funding. It's just, you know, the, the, the immediacy of it uh, is causing them to have to go without. And I have zero sympathy. There's a little picture going around Facebook with, the, like, the world's tiniest violin being played. And that's, that's generally how I feel uh, about those people. Right on. 
So not that it matters too much uh, with this show, but I, as I told you, <laughs> I told you beforehand, uh, I didn't get stuck in traffic, but apparently uh, Elizabeth Warren is making the rounds uh, nearby where I'm at, giving a speech right now somewhere that I have zero interest in, aside from the fact that I was like, oh man, because apparently she got the motorcade treatment and everything. I was like, if she shuts down traffic, you know, it's not even that bad here, but if she shuts it down to give this stupid speech, I was like, well, the Native American coming to like, you know, one of the, I think it's second or third now. I, I read another article. It's not quite the whitest state uh, in the union, but they have, <laughs> I was joking before. So like having the Native American make the rounds and try to convince, you know, the whitest place uh, in, in the country basically to like to vote for her is a little ridiculous. So I'll be interested, you know, um, some of some of our free state friends here say that have always said that politics is a blood sport up here. So. I like, <laughs> I like being a spectator and I go, you guys fight it out. I'm still going to do what I do. Uh, but, but it'll be interesting to hear what, what she had to say. Um, and you know, their, their, their then response to it. Yeah. Do you have- I mean, there's, there's always that option and we always talk about, Oh, where would we go if, if we wanted to set up a new country and then people are trying to do it, but there's, there's always a way uh, maybe maybe not 100% way, but um, that there's there's ways to live a, a free life even though everybody else is pretending to be enslaved. So um, yeah, let's just do it, I guess. And I got into a big fight uh, with M about that the other morning um, because one of one of our shared experiences with a lot of the community in our neighborhood um, is that of a slightly lower than average wealth consciousness. And I, you know, I, I, I think you know what I'm talking about MCU. Just it's, it's, you know, being broke for being broke sake for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, you right. know, like uh, M had her, her birthday earlier this week. And in order to find like a decent restaurant, like a, fucking celebrate celebratory quality restaurant we ended up in massachusetts <laughs> oh my god the meal was phenomenal um uh, not relevant here but just you know the, there's like there's 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 a a, a culture of mediocrity in sure. our in our neighborhood and it extends yeah. to like people who have moved here as well mm-hmm. so some years ago um before i made the move there was a, a, a another podcast um, being done out of the area. Uh, I think the dude lived, lived in Maine for a little bit, then moved. I don't know if he ever went back to Maine, but anyway, he threw out the idea that there should be a life coach for project members. And so I, so he threw out the brand and then didn't do anything with it. So I just created it. I just fucked Facebook page up. Now that's me guy. You know, if you don't want it, I'm taking it. And so I suggested, uh, to M, you know, that, having coached in the past and having consulted in the past um, to utilize that brand um, when it comes to like our newly minted friends around here. Right. Cause we go, you know, we, you know, we're sitting at dinner, uh, you know, prior to the, prior to the birthday dinner and we're like, where can you get like some just good fucking food, you know? And then they threw out some places and, you know, they go, well, yeah, it's not so bad, you know? like 40 bucks for the two of us to get like a good steak. And I go, how the hell are you getting a good steak for 20 bucks? 
that's like that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. It does. And and so, you know, to, for comparison, like my steak at dinner the other night was like three times that and fuck worth every bite, worth every penny. Right. Uh, but anyway, so like it's just that, you know, the again that that low wealth conscious that culture of mediocrity. Um, I go like, you should coach them. And she goes, I don't think I can. I go, why can't you? You know, cause, and she goes, because they're just, they're accepting, um, of the, like their lot in life and they blame the state for everything. And I go, that's a oh, half truth, but that's a half truth, right? This, this is where the big fight comes in. I go, that's a half truth because factually, right? No matter how wealthy you are. No matter how much income you derive, the state will attempt to take a portion of that. So when they say that they're broke because the state taxes them so heavily, right? It's only partially true, right? Like you can you can be uh, you can be an anarchist, you can be freedom minded, you can be liberty oriented, and still like aspire to and work towards and have a goal you know, to make a million dollars, for example, right? And she goes, well, yeah, but if I was coaching one of them, I would say, uh, just make a million five, right? And then let the state have their half. You know, I go, that's the problem right there, right? Because you can do that, but then there's like the moral conundrum that you run into, not just the wealth, you know, problem, but the moral conundrum of like, I don't want to give the state half, like if I can make a million five, I should keep a million five or at least keep a lot more than that away from the state. And then her big problem with that and like the, the, the crux of our fight was that she refused. Um, she basically refused to, to say that she could coach someone who wasn't willing to like to change that moral line um, in order to, to be wealthy. Like you got to do whatever it takes to be wealthy Um and, and damn the moral consequences. And so my big fight with her was over like, well, then you're definitely not going to help because obviously we both know that there is a way, right, that you can coach someone and still be in alignment with their, their moral principles. Um, and number two, as the coach, then um, you're not even taking your, your uh, customer's values or your player's values into consideration, Right. You're like, you're saying my way or else you can't do it. And I can't coach because I can only coach a certain way. I'm like, that's BS too. So, so we got into it over that, but it's definitely something that, uh, we both, um, would like to see more of. Um, and I got into it with one guy, uh, from a different part of town. Like he, he, you know, lives out on the coast and apparently, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a, uh, like an up, upper class, upper ish, more cl- higher class neighborhood than the one we currently live in. So she's heard rumors that, you know, they have a little bit of a higher wealth consciousness. And I think she's there right now, or she went out there earlier today um, to like go to one of their meetups. Um, but I was also an impression that a lot of those people, you know, not, not project members, but those people that live on that part of town um, are usually, you know, commuters from the big city. Like they live up here, but they work in Massachusetts um, because it's hard to, it's hard to get away. You know, when, when the money can be made in Boston, um, but you, but you like the culture up here. So any, any, I know I went on for a little bit, but any thoughts on that as far as like, you know, wealth consciousness and how you could, how you might coach someone up to that and stay within their moral principles. 
Cause that was the big thing for me was like, how do you, how do you make a lot of money and stick within principles? Cause I know it's possible. Mm. Well, I mean, there, there, I mean, there are ways anyway, uh, even, even within the system. So that's to me, that's, to, it's, it's more about that to me. Like, do you play the game? They want you to play it or, or do you resist that and just do whatever the fuck you want to do? Um, so for example, you know, Apple found a way to pay very, uh, minimal taxes, um, and good for them because, uh, I, I like their products, at least some of them. Um, and also why everyone joked about Steve Jobs salary only being a dollar. Ha 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 ha. You right. can only tax me on a dollar of income. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, 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 the wealthy know how to, uh, play the game, um, for me it's like i i don't really care for the game um so uh so yeah it's it's there, that's just another way to look at it right um so there is ways within the system to to avoid paying them um and yeah, and about wealth, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think a lot of people do hold themselves back um, for for whatever reason. Either they feel they're not worth it, or uh, or they like the type of lifestyle that they're in, um, which is and, fine, absolutely fine, by the way. Yeah, but they they like complaining about it, right? <laughs> so that's, that's one the of those problem. Where <laughs> when, when you're in a situation. And and uh, and that's part of your lifestyle, and part of your lifestyle is 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 complaining about it. it it's hard. It's actually hard to give up. You know, it's, it's like it's what I that's what I that's what I'm used to. That's what you I can do. start a weekly podcast to bitch about all the stuff that bothers you throughout the week. Right, and that's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's like if what if what if we uh, had one amazing podcast and, and it solved all the problems in the world and what would we do with ourselves? You know, like we'd have to find something else to complain about. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, and I'll tell you what it is at this point. And so I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, and I've have my I finished the game through the epilogue. You know, end the summer, got my farmhouse. I can't take a bath or sleep in my own bed. How about that for complaining? Rockstar Games. Why is so, that? I don't know. It's just like, you know, I have to like go out of town and set up camp to sleep for the night. I can't just go to the bed in the house that I built hmm. to sleep. So that's what I would complain about. If, if we ended the stay today, I'd complain about video game problems. Yeah, it's terrible, Sorry. man. Yeah, it is. It's so stupid. Uh, it's, it's supposed yeah. to, I go like, oh, I'm just going to rest up and get a good start on the day. And then, nope, not allowed to sleep in the bed. Fix that, Rockstar. Mm. Anywho, I didn't, that, so, that was completely a sidetrack. But yeah, so while we're getting sidetracked, I wanted to talk about another uh, one. One post that I made on on the page on the Facebook page, which was um, the idea in in the Bible that uh, they they they're bringing up many many times, comparing the worst people in the world uh, with tax collectors. Ah, yes. So, so they'll say something like. You know, uh, the tax collectors and other sinful people, and they, so they point out tax collectors as <laughs> as the uh, the baseline of of terrible people to be associated with <laughs> over and over. Um, and it's good to know some I, things don't change over time, right? And so I, 
you know, even if you're not religious, there there is a lot of wisdom uh, to be had in 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 the Bible. Um, you know, humans didn't just become smart once we uh, had telephones and newspapers and stuff like that. Um, so, um, so yeah, the, the 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 idea of tax collectors being the baseline. I mean, think about what a tax collector is. He's he's somebody who uh, believes in the authority of the state uh, and not some higher power and and not himself. Um, the head thief, right? Uh, to to but to do somebody else's bidding and and it's kind of like uh, like the NPC meme, right? Doesn't have any thought uh, for himself. He just he he's I mean he obviously makes a living doing this, um, but it's it's at the the threat of uh, of a gang basically. I mean, and sadly that's that's kind of the what what happens over and over and that's that's one of the arguments against anarchy is that well if we if we get rid of the government then some other gang will come by and and say well if you don't pay for protection then we're going to come by as, you know somebody maybe yeah. me maybe somebody else but uh, which, which I've always found to be a stupid me. argument sure um, cuz the easiest so, but, rebuttal of that the easiest rebuttal of that is so your worst case scenario if we get rid of the government is through you know going through a period of freedom we circle by the the wagons and end up right back where we are with the different government right like you know the the strongest gang wins eventually and they go and you know they go like well they're going to be worse than this one like oh, well you don't know that <laughs> they could tax you much less than this one cuz they know what happens when you get overthrown <clears throat> But I've always find it to be a stupid argument because it's, you know, the wor their worst case scenario is the current situation, which means the best thing that could happen or, you right. know, the next best thing is that we go through a period of peace and prosperity and everything stays And so, in a way, we right now could be living in the best case scenario, whereas the, the masses think they have to play this game and, and we can just benefit... Uh, by by not playing the game so everybody else is paying for everything and and uh you know the roads <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and the our defenses military defense yeah and you know whatever i don't know very few things that we could actually get any advantage out of um you know cheap food you know the the, the corn <laughs> well e even again to circle back to the shutdown right even the people going like oh man my tax returns are going to be delayed i might not be able to pay for this I go, well i'm not going to have that problem <laughs> I've, i filed exempt i have collected the, the, the maximum amount of my money as i could through throughout the year you know i'm not right. worried that's your fault for paying into the system you know, that's one thing I did comment. I, I, you know, I talked about uh, before the show, my religious aunt um, friending me on Facebook down, having to deal with that nonsense. Um, but she did say something in that way. And I, you know, I, I basically told her, like, just stop paying those people. Right. If, if you're if you're concerned about the bad thing the government does, just stop paying them. Right. It's the best. It's the best form of protest ever. It's the only it's the only valid protest, as I've said before. Um, and the most peaceful. Just don't give them the money to do the bad stuff you don't want them to do. Yeah. 
And then you don't have to worry about the little pittance they give you back every April. And then there's the idea of, uh, well, if you're not giving it to the government, then then you can use that money however you want, and it can be used to to help people. So, yeah, um, one one of the uh, uh, anarcho communists made a, a comment on on the page, and he God posted this commies. he posted this picture of this this homeless guy like sprawled out next to a trash can, looked like he was dying, and and of course people were just stepping over him, and he's like, and this is what America is about, just you know leaving people. On, on the side of the road not helping them i'm like no that's that's not really true it's actually really hard to help some people some people make it extremely hard to help them i mean and they don't want to be helped uh, some some of some them of just them. want uh, attention and that's why that's typically why they, they do that in really public places right um because there's more people potentially there to help them i mean they're not they're not going to go out to uh you know, some country road and just lie down in the road, you know, right. <laughs> They're going to go where the most people are. Um, so, so yeah, a, a lot of them make it really hard to, to help them. And, and some of it is intentional and some of it is just like, that's just what works for them. Right. Yep. Um, and so, so I made a challenge to him and I said, I said, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, you, you, you say, that it's the rich person's job to help this poor motherfucker, right? Like the rich person. That's the claim. And 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 not him. And he said, "Well, it's not my job. I, I'm not a man of means, and I don't I don't have the the means of production to, you know, to make a an abundance and and then go help this poor guy. It's somebody else's job, right?" And so I said, "Well, fine." I said go find somebody that is pitiful as that guy in the picture that you just posted to me go find somebody just like that there's plenty of them in, in san francisco if you need you know some somewhere to go um there's plenty of them in well in hawaii they're just you know chilling on the beach whatever uh, there's a handful somebody. of them here and they're all cold sure <laughs> and uh but but find one of them that just just looks so pitiful and like like is is the perfect example of that image you, you shared and 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 go up to him and say you know what i'm gonna help you and 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 i told him i would give him you know enough money to help that poor pitiful person and he didn't take me up on it you know it's not, it's not like there's not enough i i mean it it wouldn't take that much money to help uh one person uh get in a house uh you know get some maybe some uh uh some some you know personal care uh sure. professional to to you know just find out what he needs and and help him get it uh you know food's not that expensive so so my my point is you know start with one person and if you can't do it yourself ask for help and i said i will help you do that i'm calling you out and you know what <laughs> it doesn't matter that you don't have any money cuz I'll give you money. Okay, so now you have money. And now that you have money and you have the means, you got you got legs and arms and a brain, and you know what it is? You lack willpower. You don't want to actually go out and help. All you want to do is complain about some rich guy not doing it. Yes. And uh and it's and it's really sad to me. It's like I and I could do that a hundred times for those those people on uh 
on the An ANCAP, uh, I'm sorry, the anarchist page, all the all the communists complaining that nobody's doing anything for the poor people. You know what though? It's actually really hard. It's yeah. really really freaking hard. And I, I have firsthand experience of that as well. Doing sure. um, um, like community, not not state sponsored community service, but just you know volunteer work. Uh, where someone else picked the project and I went to help out and they wanted to like hand out lunch baggies, uh, to, you know, to the homeless people around Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So peanut butter sandwich, you know, uh, can of juice and a bag of chips. Right. And it was like, you know, we had hundreds of, the, I didn't participate in the making of it, but we had hundreds of little baggies to give out. And so we like, we dispersed, you know, through, um, I think it was like Waikiki and Ala Moana area, if you're familiar. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and, and we got turned down by right. a lot of people. You know, yeah. like they didn't want it, you know, right. they're, 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 they're dirty, they're stinky, they're smelly. They're sitting on a park bench, you know, with a sleeping bag, right? And we go, would you like a sandwich and a drink and some food for the day? They go, no, get away, baby. You know, <laughs> they just, yeah. they don't want to be helped. <laughs> of course. Well, not only that, but they, they'd probably rather have McDonald's or, or, or even better. Um, you know, they, a lot of people do give money and they'd rather have the money than you know whatever you're handing them <laughs> a lot yeah. of times i i did that one time also and and they ended up throwing it away you know like ah, i don't want this you know peanut butter crackers and this you know they might drink the juice um but you know yeah. it's like <laughs> they're they're it's a lot of people think that that it's that that homeless people are are in, in danger of starving to death and that's pretty much not the case and uh and so like I, I always fall back on that too and part part of the problem um how how much help do they really need i mean okay so they get you know six hundred dollars a month in, in uh, food stamps you know if they can figure it out yeah um, if they've got the mental capacity to get or for at least for somebody to help them get the food stamps yeah um so you know at, at the at the point of they've already fed everybody with with theft uh what else do you freaking want from me i mean seriously like it does does the the forced charity never end and and that is the truth it's 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 the the virtue the virtue signaling never ends um it's always oh well you have to do this for for the poor and and what it really is 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 people in the middle you know people making you know like like jordan peterson said the the, the top one percent of the world uh is pretty easy to get into you're making thirty two thousand dollars a year so it's so it's people in the middle saying uh well there's people that have more than me and and they resent that and so they want to bring them down a notch and they want to take yep. their money away and just give it away however they can they don't care how uh, as, as long as they have that, that ability to steal. Um, so yeah, resentment is, a probably the, the, the biggest hurdle as far as, uh, uh, the, the political divide be between the ANCAPs and the, and, and well, the communists, um, you can call them ANCOMs. They want to be, yeah. well, uh, they're not even Technically, they're not even anarchists because it's if if they don't get what they want, they're willing to kill or steal for it. That is true. So they but they they will self describe 
as the they will self-describe as the real anarchists because they have like historical precedents over the name and over the term and over the tactics. I don't mind giving them that, you know, at least that, right? You can be an ANCOM. We all know you're really a communist, but, you know, because, <laughs> again, same on this side, right? I, 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 I happily accept the label ANCAP, yeah, um, yeah. but I find it to be redundant. And yeah. again, if you, um, go ahead. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing that. My, my strategy, every time they say, oh, you don't want to help the poor, I'll say, no, you don't either. I'll, you know, I'll provide the means. Just go out and do it. Go, go find, go find somebody. And, and it's like, you know, they're, they're so eager to say how, you know, to, to act brave on, on Facebook, but then you actually say, oh yeah, go meet one of these, these, these guys laying on the side yeah. of the road and, and like touch his hand, help him sit <laughs> up. I mean, even just doing that, I mean, that, that takes something, you know, it's not, it's not easy to do that. And, and, and yeah. for some people it is right. And, and those people are, are the people that are actually doing it um, because they, they, they find a, uh, uh, strangers, not so scary, but, um, you know, for, for Facebook warriors, it's like, it's so easy to call them out and say, yeah, you know, what? you go do it. You know, I'll, I will send you a check. It's it could be a real life trading places. Sure. Sure. Build that one guy up and see how far he gets with a quick little handout from, from you. Yeah. yeah. Or help out. And, uh, I, and I think it would be an interesting experiment. Um, but what, what I, th- what I truly believe is the people that are actually out there helping people, they're not on Facebook complaining about rich people not helping. They're just out there doing it. Yeah. Um, and so those are the people that I would be more likely to, to, to help out because they're actually already doing it. But um, it's, it's, so one of my favorite charities is, uh, is it, there was a guy who was given a speech about uh, helping blind people. And if you help one blind person, you actually help like 10 people because one blind person is really hard for a, a, a neighborhood to take care of because they need extra help for everything. Okay. And so they need at least one like full-time person. And so in, in the third world countries, it's usually the youngest daughter of, of the family has to help grandma, you know, walk around and, and, and do stuff. So you're taking, you know, a younger person's life away uh, so if you can, so if you can help one blind person, then you also help another person, and everybody else that has to take care of that person. So, interesting. Um, so that that's the one the one I help, and and on top of that, they they not only uh, cure cure blindness, but they train other people in that neighborhood to cure blindness also. So it's like it's a it's like a ten times uh, factor of of helping people. Um, okay. When you say cure blindness, are you saying that because in that particular part of the country, blindness isn't a terminal condition? Right. So I guess the most common form of blindness is something that everybody goes through eventually if they live long enough. Is that uh, glaucoma or? Okay. Cataracts or glaucoma? Cataracts. Cataracts. Yeah. Okay. And so cataracts. Um, and there, I guess there's a few other ones that, that are treatable also, but uh, cataracts is the main one, right? Okay. So, so in third the, world countries, like that's that's a devastating thing because you you know you're just blind, <laughs> right? Yeah. But okay. So 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 I I donate to that and uh, and uh, yeah, I think things like that are wonderful for for other countries. But in inside this country, it's like a lot of that stuff is 
it's already free it's it's bankrupting the country yes but it's already available i mean i don't i don't think anybody can have cataracts in the u.s and be like oh nobody will help me i i don't think that's a, a problem in this country okay you know and food is not a problem in this country so it's like everything has been taken care of yet there's still a whole bunch of people saying oh you're not helping the poor like no it's it, we, we've already gotten past that you know? well but we've gotten past it usually in a in a in a status condition sure sure okay. even even with the status condition i think it could be done and it has been done better in, in the past with, with uh charity sure um like a lot of hospitals were, were originally started on charity and and like i said uh it's it's going to bankrupt the country um and we just haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen the the okay. the, the exit to uh, other other countries yet. Um, okay. So we'll see what we'll see what happens in Brazil if they can freaking turn around their economy and because um, they have a right wing capitalist in charge now. Yeah, kicking out all the commies. Um, but I I also don't trust that guy because he's a politician. Uh, well, he's well, he's anti <laughs> anti drug and anti gay and you know things that the government shouldn't care about, right? I mean, if uh, I don't want to say what a government should be because they should, just, <laughs> they should just go to hell, but like I was gonna let you say it too. It's like, oh, <laughs> but if if all they were doing was like building freaking roads and providing a defense of private property. <clears throat> then there would be not much left to complain about. Like, okay, like do just, just do that. Just stay out of my life uh, for everything else. You know, then we could call the show the objectivist experience. Sure. And there would be a lot uh, other things to complain about, like, like video games. Fucking A dude. <laughs> so frustrating. But uh, yeah, there's, so oh, sure. o over oh. the holiday over the holidays, I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but we were um, as par as part of our job as you know the storage facility or whatever. Like the, the owner gave us a budget, like a company budget, to donate to a charity of our choosing. Um, and there was also an email that went out that said, like, you know, do you want to set up your location to be like a Toys for Tots drop off point? And, you know, decorate the bins and yada, yada, yada. And I went, oh, fuck. Oh, man. They're not going to like me. Fucking totally not going to like Nope. I don't want to do Toys for Tots, you know. And if you're, if you're wondering why I don't want to do Toys for Tots, it's because it's run by the Marine Corps. So, you know, screw those guys too. Um, but anyway, so I went, you know, I was like, okay, so what charity, you know, has been donated to in the past? And they said, like, well, we take donations for, like, the food bank and yada, yada, yada. Um, the only charity I found um, local to where my facility is located that did not accept uh, government grants or government funding was the YMCA. Uh, so I, you know, and, and then there was like, you know, the restriction was you can't buy food, you know, you can't buy toys for, you know, for as a donation it has to be food or supplies or something like that. So I ended up doing a, a food run um, for the YMCA. Um, but it's, it's also one of those things, like you said, it, you know, it can be covered by private charities, uh, but a lot of, a lot of the more well-known private charities that cover it, right, are only partially funded voluntarily, 
right? A lot of them, you know, they, a lot of what they do is petition the state for grants and, and money to operate. Um, and I worked at one of those, uh, not very long. Um, when I was in Hawaii, it was like, it was one of those things where I took the job and I went, Oh, this is how they do it, man. Okay. Stick around long enough to like bring that up at a company meeting and you're fired. Okay. Bye. So <laughs> and I saw, I saw yeah, the writing on the wall. Yeah. It's one of those things. I saw how much was the CEO or I don't know, the boss pulling out of that. I mean, that's, it's gotta be enough. It's got to be enough to have a you know a nice house in Hawaii and 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 then some, right? Probably. I mean, it was a smaller it was a smaller it was a smaller charity, and I didn't even I didn't even agree with the mission, right? Like you know, I, I took the job because I needed the money, and there was like it was a headache from the beginning. Um, so you know the 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 parting of ways was I'm going to say justified after a few months. Um, because there was no way, there was no way that I could, I could do that long term. Cause it was basically an anti-private property charity. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, um, if you're familiar with it, MC being over there was the outdoor circle, which is basically like a nature conservatory, um, that owns no land and just wants to like make other people bend to their will as far as what you can and cannot do with your private property. Like, oh, you want to put a sign up? Nope. Outdoor Circle says you got to be able to see the trees. Can't cut that down. Um, so yeah, and and you know, they're they're the donors were like similarly minded, right? Like, you know, keep keep it all the same as it ever was with the beauty of the islands. Yeah, you know, yeah. You can do that. Just go buy the land, right? Use the use the contributions. You know, mm-hmm. instead of using the contributions. Um, to like to petition the legislature and there was a guy whose whole job he was like the political liaison was just you know to to be buddy buddy with the legislature so they passed laws um, that that benefit nature instead of private property owners um, I was like you don't even have to do that you just you buy the land and you can do whatever you want with it keep it a conservatory if you want yeah yeah it's 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 really sad uh, well in, in Hawaii it's it's uh, the the, the biggest thing is is the use of the land that the government has control over so there's there's the keep the country country people um, nonsense but but they're shooting themselves in in the foot because now they can't do what they want to do with their own land uh, one of those things is Airbnb um, renting out their property to make a few extra bucks because you know what it's freaking expensive here and for a lot of people that's the only way they can get by is by renting out rooms and you can make a little bit more if you're doing it uh short-term rentals yep um so we did that with our buddy cosmo we when he was out of town we set up his place to be a, a vacation rental okay here's the thing okay i'm gonna put cosmo on blast for a second because we set up his place to be a vacation rental when he was out of town. Um, completely illegal. We knew that it was illegal. The website that we went through doesn't care about what the law was. They're just like, okay, set it up, whatever. So we did that. And then when he came back to town, found out that his neighbor had set up a vacation rental and blew his shit because, you know, the, no- the noise that the neighbors were now making as renters. I'm like, dude, we just did the same thing like months ago. He's like, I don't care. I'm back now. Curmudgeon. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of those things is uh, is is noise. I mean, that it, I think if you put put on the advertisement like yes, you can vacation here, 
but you have to vacation as if you're a, a courteous neighbor, uh, not making any noise and keeping it the same as it as it was uh, before. Um, so I think I think you could make a deal like that. Uh, and, you know, and if if they uh, break that deal, I don't know what the uh, how to bring people back to agreement would be. Um, can you give your neighbor, you know, the profit, <laughs> you know, like here, here's 300 bucks, like, sorry, you know, try to make sure I, I mean, I won't run out to them again, but you know, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought it was hypocritical that, you know, he, he would like, oh, sure. he would go underground to do it when it benefited him. And then like, you know, calling the city manager, um, on his neighbors. Uh, I don't know if he went that far, but he definitely, he made us think about it, that his neighbor was sure. running the exact same thing he did. Because I'm, it's illegal now. You know, all of a sudden, it's the the legality is an issue. Yeah, and it might not even be about the legality. It might just be that like the noise and well, how do I deal with this? And that's the easiest way to oh, do yeah. it. So, well, and um, and he's a big noise complaint person, and I already told him just move, just move. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, incumbent it is, upon you. It is a a little bit noisy there, but it's it's also kind of windy and. I get the the road right there too. So, okay. Oh. Well, you've been to his house. So, the, what he complains about most um, is the Zumba class over at the shopping center yeah. across the marina. <laughs> right. So, did you did did you talk about it with him, or did I talk about it with you before? I, he, he mentioned it, but okay, I've he will always actually, mention it. I've never heard the Zumba class, so I don't know how bad it is, or maybe okay. he just doesn't want to hear it at all. <laughs> we bought a decibel meter, and I went and sat down stealthy outside the Zumba class to make sure that within within the the um, whatever the mandated law for noise was, yeah, that they were you know if he can hear them all the way across the marina, right? Surely, me standing twenty feet away with a with a with a, a noise meter could catch them breaking the noise ordinance, you know, <laughs> like it's over, it's over 90 so, decibels. You know, fucking so call was, the police. What is it? 20, 20 feet or a hundred feet? I, you know, I couldn't even, okay. I, I know for uh, cars at least cause so I got, like I got feet, busted. Right? It's a hundred feet. Yeah. Um, I don't know about in person, but yeah. even the car one was ridiculous. Cause you know, oh, yeah. like I said, I, me and the voluntary public, uh, public defender, technically won that case and the judge uh found me guilty anyway which is nonsense <laughs> i know nonsense that was a terrible story terrible um go back i don't know what episode it was but listen to all of them and find that one because that's ridiculous as well yeah. but yeah but you know you using using the state when it when it's advantageous to you and then skirting around it is kind of sketchy in my book yeah well that's that's what a lot of people do even you know, we, we talked about uh, Uber doing the same thing. So now they're trying to make it illegal for anybody else to operate uh, self-driving cars. Yeah. They're the only ones good enough to do it. Yep. So they're putting all ki- types of restrictions and what you have to have to be able to to operate uh, a system like that. So only, only Uber cars within the city because they can communicate with each other and keep everyone safe. Everyone else restricted. Right. Um so we'll we'll see how that shakes out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now one one more thing. I don't know. I don't know. Eh, we're good on time. I want to talk about this um, because it's semi local here, and I think it's funny. And the more press that it gets, even though you know it's going to overlap with our 
our core listener base. Um, they probably heard it a million times already on the, on the big shows on LRN.FM. Um, there's a restaurant, uh, in another city nearby, like a sister city from here where there's a handful of, uh, project members and activists and former project members. And they, I got into a, 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 a discussion on Facebook with, um, outside of the group, just with a dude who like lives nearby who wants them to like just shut up already. So I told him to shut up too. Uh, so there's a restaurant opening soon over there serving a traditional uh, Vietnamese noodle soup. Uh, do you know what noodle soup I'm talking about, MC? No. Have you ever had pho? Yeah. P-H-O, pho, for whatever reason. <laughs> so they're opening up a pho restaurant in the city of Keene, and they think that that is great. So they named their restaurant Pho Keen Great. <laughs> that's, that's fucking great. <laughs> it's fucking great. And so the, the debate that I had uh, on Facebook um, you know, th- with, with this guy was over whether or not um, that restaurant is a swear word. Right. He's like, oh, ha ha, F word, funny, ha ha, everyone like, you know, grow up people. I go, it's not really the F word. He goes, well, you got to admit it's at least a double entendre. I go, it absolutely is. But that's the beautiful (laughs) thing about double entendres, right? Is you're not actually saying what someone else is hearing. Right. Right. You know, and so, so uh, a few weeks ago, I even posted, you know, like fi is served all around the world. Right, like there's nothing, there's nothing uh, offensive about the word "fa," so it must be the word "keen." So when I posted that uh, blurb on Facebook, I like I, uh, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I start out the letters in "keen" to like you know to make it less offensive, <laughs> like yeah. you know K star star N E uh, instead, because that must be this that you know that city should change its name. You know, because that's obviously the offensive word. Because you can get "fa" just about anywhere in the country, or like I said, around the world. Um, whereas "keen," that you know, that's a, as offensive as it gets in this context. Uh, but anyway, so he, you know, so we went on, and and he, he started going like, "Well, it's you know." He even brought up, you know, like you know, think about the kids. And then when I called him out on using the "what about the kids" argument, he goes, "Those weren't my words." And so I quoted him. Right, I was like. These were your words. Like, see, I didn't say what about the children. I'm like, true. But like, what, when I say what about the children, it's not, it's not like a verbatim quote, like you have to say that. It's the idea behind that. Like I, I, as an adult have to restrict my behavior, um, because I might set a different example than you would like to have set for the children. Right. He's like, so you think swearing is okay? I go, that's not even the issue. It's not even a swear, right? That whether or not swearing in front of children, right? Even if you want to have that discussion, this is not that discussion because no one is swearing. It's two separate words said together to describe the location and food that they're offering, you know, and how good the food is. Like the quality is amended onto that as well. So, you know, so it's not even a swear word, um, but I just think it's a, a fabulous double entendre. Uh, and I also, I emailed the business and I said, if, you know, if for whatever reason, like I, I get it, uh, but if for whatever reason you're like forced to change the name or take down the sign or do whatever, um, here's a, here's a way to get around that as well. 
So I gave this to them um, for free. And hopefully they don't have to change their uh, fucking great name. Um, but if they do, I said, here's a, here's an idea. Uh, great fa question mark, keen fa exclamation point. Right? Like that could be the new name for the restaurant. Uh, because if you say that in order, great fucking fa, right? It still gets the same message across. Um, maybe, maybe it'll slip by the sensors uh, on this one. So your thoughts on that on double entendres or funny business names that, you know, <laughs> are funny? <laughs> yeah, I think it should be great fucking. Uh, even better. Yeah. Then I thought, like, there's a there's a pho restaurant somewhere on King Street, right? I couldn't remember the name. Actually, you don't even have to you don't even have to put Keen in there. Just Great Pho, and it obviously it's in Keen, so yeah. But that that's you know that was there. But they want to they want to put it on there because again, like no one is no one is denying that it holds double entendre status. Sure. Right. It's just it's it's a clever way to market the business. And they don't want to change the name. The whole fight, like they they're selling out of shirts, like all over the place and down. Um, well, they have one distributor, but they they they've sold out a number of of production runs already, because it's you know fucking great, and that's you know it doesn't it can work other ways, but they shouldn't have to change it. And I agree, you know they they message me back like we don't like violence or force. Like oh yeah, I get it, you know, I'm with you on that. However, you know, I don't think the state's gonna care if we've you know. I don't. It, I don't think it's going to matter how much um, pushback and um, support they have from the general community. It's the handful of you know the handful of uh, other curmudgeons and and lefties on the city board that's going to end up making the final decision, right? You can pro you can protest all you want, uh, but if you let those fools make the decision, they're they're probably going to rule against you anyway, especially with a with all this backlash against, you know, the, the city and the name and whatnot. So I just wanted to get that out there because I think it's great. I think it's fa and I think it's keen, uh, in whatever order you want to say it. Great fa, Great fa, In keen. <laughs> yeah. You just have to put the word in, in the middle of it. Great. Eh. Fa in keen. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> no, just keep the original name. Shall we do some but headlines? People, people would people oh. would automatically shorten it though. That's true. Absolutely. So it'd be a great fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Totally um, different business. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we hang up sure. is uh about cryptocurrencies and sure. the potential of uh, of attack that pretty much uh, affects uh all the proof of work uh cryptocurrencies. Um, okay. So that's the ones that are mineable. Um, so you're talking about a 51% miner attack, or is there another yes, threat yes. looming? So the 51% miner attack. There's there's a website called Crypto51.app, and uh, if you go there, it'll tell you the cost of a 51% attack. And on Ethereum Classic, uh, it is four thousand three hundred forty-one dollars per hour to attack. Ethereum Classic using a website called NiceHash. So uh, with NiceHash, you can buy hashing power that other people put up uh, online for other people to use. And uh, so there is enough hash power um, to to 
complete the attack uh, on Ethereum Classic, and apparently somebody did that. Okay, so, I was just about to ask: Was that the one that recently was in the news that got attacked, and you know, fifty-one right. took takeover? Right. So there's nine terahash per second uh, hash rate needed to to do the the one hour attack, and there's a hundred percent available hash power on NiceHash is if you have the money to do it. So $4,341 per hour to do it. Um, and so if you were to short uh, Ethereum Classic and then hack it and then, and then uh, um, you know, you get the free, free money from, from uh, doing a hack and, and uh, taking, it, taking money from the exchanges if, if you're able to figure that out. But you also, if, if you're shorting the, the network and, and then when the price drops and you can make money off of that too. So there is an incentive uh, to do a 51% attack. Um, right now it only works on Ethereum Classic because there's enough power to do that. Uh, okay. But there's there's also power enough power to do many of the coins on there. So if you look on that website, it'll tell you uh, which ones are over 100% on, on nicehash.com. That, that the hashing power be available. So I want to I want to clarify one thing real quick. It's not it's not a hack, right? It's it's um, more of like an exploit. Yeah, right? because exploit, it's, yeah, it's a feature. Yeah. You know, it, it's supposed to be a safeguard to the system, uh, but exploitable with you know the right funding. Right. You're not hacking the system. You're not breaking it in any way. You're just utilizing, the, you know, what's available to you. Yeah. Well, you're manipulating okay. the blockchain because you have enough money, basically. Um, well, but that's built into the system. It is <laughs> okay, it is. but it is but it is a way to manipulate, and it actually the the way it works is you, you manipulate it for a while, you make a transaction on the exchange, and then you revert uh, to a different chain because you have enough money to uh, undo some of the blocks, um, and so so yeah, you can you can withdraw money and then undo the chain and then still have the money, right? Um, so that's, uh, sounds like the end of crypto, right? So, so right now for, for Monero, for example, only 5% of the needed hash power is, is available on nice hash. Now you, you could, you know, get enough miners to get 51%, but it would be uh, quite difficult to do that. Um, so, so Monero is a lot less susceptible than Ethereum classic, for example, but eventually, uh, you know, the more people that start using NiceHash, then then the more susceptible uh, Monero will be. Um, so Bitcoin is not susceptible to this at all, as zero percent on from that website, um, and it would cost uh, two hundred sixty-six thousand dollars per hour to to uh, to do a fifty-one percent attack on on Bitcoin. Is that just um, because of the volume of of individuals and and mining? I want to say organizations participating in bitcoin versus ethereum um well on the nice hash website it's it's not available to uh to uh to purchase a bit bitcoin mining mining power i guess okay um so you can't use that method uh you can use a different method which is getting a whole bunch of miners and and that would be really hard to do because yeah so many so many people around the world are, are mining bitcoin it would be really expensive to do but my my point is if if the government wanted to, they could pay enough uh, electricity costs, is, and if they bought enough miners, uh, you know, it would be expensive. But I mean, they can print money, so 
Just mean, like, good good thing they're shut down right now. <laughs> te- yeah, technically they they could uh, attack successfully a fifty one percent attack on on Bitcoin. Um, now the workaround that it, it is is pretty simple. You just increase the amount of um, uh, what do you call that? Hash what power? do you call the the, ver- the what do you call it when you get a verification? Uh, oh, oh, oh blo- a block. A block confirmation. Okay. So, uh, if if you increase the amount of block verification or block confirmations needed, um, you let's say you you run an exchange, we'll just make it so where it takes twenty four hours before you can take out your money. Uh, be, before and and so that way you have it would cost the government, uh, you know, twenty four times two hundred sixty six thousand dollars. Uh, to to run an attack and if and if and the attacks are kind of easy to to see coming uh, because you, you can see where the mining power is coming from in a way right and so um, if there's an ongoing ta- attack then you just you know you don't uh, you don't send the bitcoins while the attack is ongoing um, so in that way the only thing the government could do is stop transactions for I was about to say they shut down trade. Yeah, they could they could technically shut down trade for uh, a given amount of time. Um, be an embargo on Bitcoin. Yeah, but it would be really expensive, so they'd have to print. Do more they care money to do that? Does no, a government tr- twenty one trillion dollars in debt care about how much money it's going to cost? Like, if they really wanted to go on the if they if you know if they chose to do that, right? Do you, you think that they you know they have a financial budget committee meeting and go like? This is going to cost taxpayers so much money. Like maybe it's not a good idea, <laughs> right? Right. So okay. all I'm saying is it's possible, but most likely it wouldn't happen to Bitcoin. But okay. for all the alt- altcoins, it's it's definitely way way more possible. And uh, for some altcoins, there is enough power available at the moment. So for Ethereum Classic, there's 100% power available for purchase that anybody with uh, $4,300 could attack the network for one hour. Um, and they could, they could do that, you know, for 24 hours if they had enough money. Right. Um, is there a, like a break even point where you would have to attack for so long before you would be able to see the bet? Like, is that a calculable well, thing or is it just, yes. So, take your chances. So the, the benefits would, it, so the reason to do a 51% attack attack is so that you can make a transaction and then undo it. And so you would make the transaction, send some money to an exchange, trade on the exchange, and then and then pull that money out, and then in a, in, a, in the form of Bitcoin or a different uh, uh, cryptocurrency, and then undo the transaction, and then uh, un- undo the the original transaction, and then it would make it look like uh, you, you still have your original money plus whatever you got out of the exchange during the time you were attacking. Okay. So, so that's that's kind of how a fifty-one percent attack works. You're actually you're attacking the the blockchain, but in order to rip off exchanges, and so okay. the ex, the exchange has an incentive to make uh, to not send out uh, money until there's enough uh, blockchain confirmations that it would seem silly that there's an attack going on for that long. So, um, okay. I I don't think if if I was running an exchange and there, of course, there's competition involved too, but I would make it 24 hours to, okay. to get your money out. Um, 
a lot of people want to be able to put money in and make trades right away. And of course, the exchanges want people to be able to do that because then they get more business the faster they are. Um, but the risk is people doing attacks. And, and there's been many exchanges that have had uh, to deal with this. And, and most of them have, have been uh, generous enough to, to, to fund uh, or to, to refund the money to, to the users. Um, but um, yeah, there's so anyway, there's, there's that vulnerability. Okay. So aside from just being informational, is there a reason why there aren't more of these attacks or is it kind of like a wild um, west situation where they're always well, ongoing you just got to be aware of it? Yeah, I think, I think right now there, there's more of them ongoing just because uh, somebody figured out how to do it and they're just doing okay. it on all the coins that they can take advantage of. Okay. Um, like secret meetings on Discord channels going, all right, we're going to hit whatever. Well, I don't think they have to have secret meetings. I think there's probably private people that are that know how to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But most most of the coins, are, most of the coins are traceable. So, anyway, I I hope. Well, at the moment, this this method doesn't work because the met the method I'm talking about uses a website called NiceHash. Uh, to to purchase mining power from from other people that are selling it, right? right? And so right now, for Monero, um, there's only five percent of of the horsepower needed to to accomplish that attack. So so Monero is safe for the moment. Um, but anyway, uh, for the rest of the coins, if if you have a favorite coin that you're invested in, you can see how likely it is, to, uh, for or how easy it is for somebody to uh, attack it just by having Okay. monetary fund, funds so you can just use it as a resource to 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 kind of hedge against when you're trading yeah or to, like to see to see how vulnerable it is to this particular attack yeah like if you're gonna if you're gonna get into an altcoin check to see the vulnerabilities before getting into it so you yeah. know okay yeah so it's called crypto 51.app and then the the attack method is using a website called NiceHash. okay so check those things out crypto traders anything else nope good luck everybody all right we did it we finished uh thank you very much for listening uh you know where to find us anarchistexperience.com uh minds.com slash the anarchist experience and patreon.com slash the anarchist experience i'm gonna stop giving out the facebook and the twitters because it's long and well, why not let's see if we can get away from that as much as possible as well um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Talk to you all next week. Peace.